right, and welcome back to the show. Thank you for tuning in. And today we're super, super excited to have the one and only Stephanie Vigil. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I'm glad you're here with us and took a chance on our podcast. I love podcasts, so this is great. And you've got an amazing voice, I might add. Oh, my. (laughs) Well, I guess I have a face for radio. (laughs) I did not say that. Well, Stephanie, we're excited to have you. I I have you as a guest as CEO of VGL. And so we're excited to hear the story of what's happening after your last day on air. I literally, it goes from me signing off to becoming an online retailer for VGL, which is amazing because I'd always dreamt of something like this, but I didn't know it was going to happen the way it did. Well, if you haven't tuned into our show before, my name is Doyle Wheeler, and I am the host of Behind the Scene Podcast, and we like to uncover stories of businesses, leaders, and organizations in Spokane, and we do that through a Q&A on a podcast. So welcome again to our podcast, and I can't wait to get deep diving into what VGL is all about. Let's do it. So many of you know Stephanie Vigil from Q6 as an evening anchor for... As long as I can remember. It will be one month shy of 26 years when I sign off on June 8th. Congratulations to that. Oh, it's been a fabulous career. And honestly, I couldn't, it couldn't have happened without the community support and the trust that they have put into me. So I feel deeply honored to be able to do what I've done for so long. Nice. So um, most of our listeners are going to know Stephanie Vigil as a news anchor. And many listeners probably don't know your backstory Do you care to share? Oh, absolutely. I'm an open book. Um, My backstory is that I came from Sacramento almost 26 years ago, and I was a reporter. Started out my career as a traffic reporter up in the air doing uh, airborne traffic reports for Sacramento stations. Uh, One one was a television station, KCRA, and then six radio stations. So that's how I got my start. And um, I wanted to get on camera. I, I was actually a business major. So for me, broadcasting was just always a dream that I thought could never really come true. But I ended up from radio getting on one television station as their airborne traffic reporter in the evening. And uh, that's where my start began. I asked the news director at KCRA if he would hire me. And he said, are you crazy? This is the 19th largest market in the nation. There is no way I'm going to hire you. And so I thought, well, I'm not leaving. I've already started here. I'm going to go to every station and, and bang on their door. And hopefully one will take a chance on me. And that's what happened. One took a chance on me. And that's all it took for me to um, gain my wings, become a reporter in Sacramento for three years. I, I loved it. I loved journalism and I love reporting, but it was really, really hard for me to see stories that I would go into that were of tragedy. I'd find myself mm-hmm. in court covering a story and crying sometimes just as hard as the family member who had lost their, their loved one tragically. And so I realized that then that I was going to be a changed person if I continued down that path of reporting, walking over meth labs, watching people come up from the river that had drowned, Mm -hmm. talking to families that had lost loved ones. Uh, I really took that home with me. I'm an empath, and so I would dream about it and found myself becoming, I guess, a little bit more fearful of what I would become. And I knew that anchoring was a way for me to stay in the business and not have to feel it every single day by physically and and visibly looking at the tragedy that I had to report on. Almost like second, like you're uh, 
the second set of eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the reporters that go out there, I have much respect for them. Mm-hmm. Local news is very, very relevant. So it's it was really important for me to stay in the know because I'm a curious person. I love knowing what's going on in our community and I love knowing what's going on in life. But I, I felt like anchoring was better for me because I could still tell the story. I could still know the story, but I didn't have to touch it so closely. Gotcha. Yeah. What a start. Oh, I know. It My was goodness. a great start. And then I moved here to Spokane, Washington, which I thought was going to be a two-year stint. I tell everybody this. I was heading back to California, heading back to San Francisco or LA. I just needed two years. And lo and behold, 26 years later, here I am. And I couldn't be more grateful for the fact that this community is exactly where I needed to be. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're always glad when we have people that come to Spokane and stay in Spokane. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it still has that motto. It's a great place to raise your kids. Oh, yeah, for sure. It doesn't have what all those big cities had, which I would have taken my children into a big city, and especially doing it as a single mom. No, 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 no. I did not want that for them either. Right. So glad that I made the choices. Plus, KHQ has been phenomenal. I, I have nothing but respect for that station. Nice. This has been home for 26 years. So after um, this, you know, now I'll split my time with my children down in the San Diego region. One is in Newport Beach and then the other's in San Diego. And so I'll go to San Diego in um, September and then I'll be there. And then, of course, how could you miss Spokane and the Inland Northwest summers? So I'll be up here too. (laughs) No kidding. We do have four seasons around here. (laughs) And you don't have to go far to go to be enjoying it. No, All four seasons. Pretty cool. Tell us a little bit about your progression in the in your reporting journey to journalism. Sounds like there's a little bit of backstory in there to uncover. Well, I, I've always wanted to be, like, I love journalism. I would watch television news while my brother watched, like, Bugs Bunny. You know, he, he I've always been interested. And so from a little girl, that from that point in life, I thought, you know, I would love to learn that. But I kind of got this, you know, the, the sway, like maybe you want business, maybe you want something different, you know, it's so competitive, it's, you know, everyone wants to be any communications major that's a woman wants to be a news anchor, you know, back mm-hmm. then. And so I ended up becoming a business major, but went to Europe, traveled by backpack for three months, went to Berlin when the wall had come down. And it was then on my trip that I realized if I could do this, and half the time I was by myself, I was in Berlin all alone, um, I still have that curiosity in me. There is nothing actually at this point that I can't do. So I went home and started selling radio ads. That was my first job. But what I loved doing the most was writing, writing the jingles and writing the ads for my clients. And honestly, from there, it was being a radio traffic reporter and then got on television. So my way wasn't the direct route. I had the roundabout route, but it it all worked out perfectly. All roads led to what you wanted to do. Truly. Just didn't know what it was when you were wanting to do it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad I did what I did for so many years. That's cool. One quick question that just arose as you were telling your story is, is so when you were little and your siblings are watching Looney Tunes or whatever, and mm-hmm. you're watching the news, did you ever think it was what it was once you got behind the cam- or in front of the camera from what you saw before? Did you know that what that looked like when you were young? You know, it's interesting. I even tell some of the college students, you know, that want to do this is no, no. You think that you know, but you don't know until you're there. And so when you are reporting on something like seeing a dead body, no one prepares you for that moment. You have to go out and do it and see it. And I, I wouldn't 
definitely feel, I definitely feel like I'm on the right track, that that was exactly what I needed to do. Didn't know how I was going to get there, but um, it was harder. It was harder. And that's where I, I really felt like, gosh, these tough stories are so difficult to actually see. And um, one of my most favorite anchors, though, Stan Atkinson, that I used to watch when I was a little girl, meeting him and seeing how wonderful, authentic, truthful, like he was the best. And he inspired me actually to continue on in the anchoring realm because he was able to be, uh, give people the information, be direct, tell Mm -hmm. them what they needed, but yet have this soft heart. And I really admired that. Yeah, and that, that, I can see that resonating through your career, at least from when I've seen you on TV. He was a mentor to me, for sure. That's cool. I also sense that Nadine, Nadine Woodward, she had that um, soft spot while she was talking about uncomfortable things. On the, you know, She was doing her job, but she, you could genuinely tell she cared, too. I couldn't That's agree a, more. Yeah, yeah, she's a wonderful person, and, and she has a lot of empathy, too, for people. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard because, especially as you become mothers or parents, right, you don't realize what that means to be a parent to somebody, but it opens you up so much. And then when you're talking about something that's tragic, how could you not feel it after a while? So you either do one or two things. You, you, you get numb to it or you feel it. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, feeling it is going to be the most honest way of conveying it. Yeah. I feel like we just did a deep dive into We totally broad- did. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and it just, uh, this is starting to bring back memories, but when I started my career in social media, of all things, uh, 12, 13, 14 years ago, Twitter was the way. That's how you did everything. Mm-hmm. And so I was, um, as I was start- starting our business, um, I was live tweeting anything I could. Mm-hmm. But I was doing it from my keyboard. And so I got a role with uh, KXOI Broadcast Group, and I was involved with KXOI 920. And I remember going out on the first story um, as a Twitter account for, their, for them to cover something they couldn't talk about on the radio because they didn't have time. I can't remember what it was, but my, my blood pressure went up. My, <laughs> I was just getting the jitters, and it was exciting. There was a thrill about it. Like, you're actually doing something live and on scene. Right. It's pretty cool. And I, Very cool. I really like that part of um, content these days. It's like it's right now, it's happening. I'm an adrenaline junkie. I, I really <laughs> well, that's am. one way to get yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I went, in college, I was a whitewater raft guide. I mean, I really, really liked adrenaline, and it's perfect. I mean, even if you are waiting tables and you're meeting somebody, there's an adrenaline that comes with just, like, being out there. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about being in media was that there was that adrenaline rush that you got, that when you got home, you couldn't come down off of it for a while. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, now let's talk about adrenaline and pickleball. <laughs> Oh, my adrenaline gets pumping when I talk about pickleball. <laughs> nice. So um, we've learned a little about you and your story so and your reporting journey, too. So now you're here for VGL. I'm excited to hear what the next step is and what VGL is all about. Can you give us a summary? Sure. I mean, I guess the organic way of talking about VGL is that um, I had come to a point in my life where there were a lot of things happening personally and professionally for me. And I think that when you're involved in anything for X number of years, there's a little bit of a burnout or it's no longer the adrenaline rash. It's just kind of flat. And I had needed a little bit of time. You know, I approached my the president of our company and uh, going through a tough time uh, maritally and, and needing maybe more time with my children that I didn't get when they were kids because as 
a news anchor. There's never a good time to, my kids would be coming home from school. I'm walking into the door at KHQ. I would maybe see them for two hours if I didn't have something to do during my dinner break to be with them. And so that really obviously led to a lot of time that I will never get back unless Mm I asked for this sabbatical. So last October, I went on a sabbatical for three months and I rented a condominium in downtown San Diego. And um, I wanted to just be with them when they were able to. They're both in the medical supplies sales industry. And so they're very busy. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to interfere with your time. Just when you have it, I'm going to be here. We can do everything. We can do dinners together. We can go see plays. We can see shows, concerts, movies, all that. And we did. We had a wonderful time. But when I wasn't with them, I had all the time in the world for the first time in my life because I had been working since I was 14 years old and going to school. And so I thought, what do I do? And my son said, you know, I bought us rackets for Mother's Day or paddles. Why don't we go play pickleball? And I kept thinking, yeah, I hear about this game. It sounds like it'd be fun. Let's go check it out. So We went to the Balboa Activity Center, and that's where I played my very first game of pickleball. And everyone there was so nice. I knew not one thing about the game, but they really helped me to where I I wanted to learn, and this was exciting, and played the game, probably got my butt spanked, you know? (laughs) It was just not a good good game, I'm sure, for a long... And some of these games still aren't. I, I can get whipped by a 90-year-old man with double knee braces. And that's the beauty of pickleball, because anybody can play it. So I was playing one day a week at the Balboa, turned into two, turned into seven. I knew every court within 15 miles of my condo (laughs) at the end of the two years, or two years, two months. Wow. Mm -hmm. And just for the record, how long ago was this? It was in October. That's awesome. (laughs) So this this is like happening real time. In real time, we are putting together VGL in the fastest way possible, which amazes me. And I have the best team around that I am so happy to have met and can say they have become my friends. They're launching it with me. We are side by side, and it's pretty extraordinary and a lot of fun. That's awesome. So break it down, VGL, what do we got? Well, VGL started out um, from a, a gentleman who is... His son-in-law is the man that, or, two, okay, let me, let me start all over. This gentleman reached out to me on LinkedIn, and his name is Russ. Mm-hmm. And Russ is the father-in-law of the Selkirk Paddle Pickleball owners. So Selkirk is a huge company in Rathdrum. They sell, I would say, in my opinion, the number one pickleball uh, paddle in the country. I agree. And he said to me, he's like, um, what name are you going with? You know, now that you put this out there, now that you're selling pickleball apparel, because it just blurted out of my mouth and I was going with it. And I said, I don't know. I'm thinking PKL, you know, just abbreviated for pickle. And he's like, uh, it's kind of oversaturated. You know, what about VGL? And I'm like, no, no. Anything that has my name on it. Like I want my name and my face like removed from this, the spotlight. And um, PKL was taken by two girls in San Diego, which did not do me any favors because I was going to go down there and open up shop. It would have been the same name. Couldn't have done it. Talked to a patent attorney. He's like, you don't want to do that. Just pick something new. So I sat on VGL for a while and I thought, you know, if it could have a meaning to it, a meaning behind it. So VGL is not just vigil, my last name, which means to keep a watchful eye, Mm -hmm. which is very good to do in pickleball. Um, But 
I thought if very good life, like what is a very good life? And that's where I came up with, you know what, you're right, VGL might be it. And so as we were running with it, VGL is a movement now. It's not just a company. It is what does it take to live a very good life? And I know two things that it doesn't take, you know, money is one of those. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't take a lot of money to live a very good life. It's true. We know a lot of people that have lots of money, right? Mm -hmm. You know people that have plenty of money, but do they have love? You know, do they have connection to people? And that's where I thought, okay, you know what? Let's, Let's do this very good life thing about people connecting, feeling like you don't belong. I didn't know a single soul in San Diego except for my son. I walked away from there with at least five good friends whose all names end with pickleball. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and it's interesting, and I think we're going to uncover this just organically through conversation, but I, I believe community is everything when it comes to business, and um, I can sense that coming out. And I don't, I don't know. It seems like pickleball isn't a fast-growing sport. It's taking off like crazy, but... It's been around for 50 years, 30 years. It has, in uh, 1965. Yeah, okay. On Bainbridge Island, which is even cooler because yeah, I was in San Diego it. and they were telling me where this beautiful sport came from. They were telling me what island it came on. I mean, the whole story, backstory behind it. You have to serve, this is cool thing about pickleball, you have to serve in the northwest corner of the court because it's an homage to Washington mm-hmm. and that we came up or, you know, our state was the first state to have pickleball in it, which I think is awesome. It is super cool. We're honored to be, isn't it? Actually, didn't the governor make that the uh, state sport? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it is the fastest growing sport in the country. Yeah. hundred percent. So is this gear that you're, or the clothing line that you're creating mm-hmm. all done by you, local artists, things like that? Well, yeah. everybody here, everybody that is a part of it is is definitely from Spokane, Washington. You know, I, I had my architect who built my home. He's the one that connected me with Jesse Scheller, who is an amazing man who comes up with amazing logos. He's been on the Netflix team forever, helped design their logo. He's done a lot of stuff with Nike. He's done stuff with the Tennessee Titans. And he is a brilliant mind that blows my mind every single time he comes up with something new for the company. Nice. And he made your logo? He did. Yeah, I like it. Your yeah. logo is great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then Braden Jessen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's awesome. He's the swag expert. <laughs> I mean, if anyone wants to know anything about, you know, the latest lines, the softest clothing, mm-hmm. what's selling, what's not, he has his finger on the trigger and he's the first one to know it, learn it. I mean, I never knew that a rubber patch was popular until these guys just came out. And Jesse and Braden are great friends. So they oh, work okay. side by side with each other. Super I, cool. I'm going in trying to tell Braden something. He's like, I know already. <laughs> Which was wonderful because let's face it, I did not do and have never done apparel in my life. So Ben Joyce was the architect? No, no. Um, Josh Hisson from oh, HDG. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so no, Ben Joyce has his own nice little hand in VGL as well. I um, We are working together right now to come up with this beautiful piece that we, we can't wait to share and show everybody. But it, it's essentially the history of pickleball through his artwork. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Um, so I feel like we're kind of in a place where this podcast is going to come out after your website launches. Okay. But I can tell you right now, I'm on the on the mailing list, the wait list. I'm excited to see how mm. things go. 
Um, are you female clothing only? Is it no. going to be all uh, everybody? Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, we'll have the VGL Very Good Life logo, mm-hmm. and, and that will be one of our shirts that people wear as a, as a movement. Like, I'm yeah. in on it. I want a piece of that Very Good Life. And I know that a Very Good Life comes from being active, being connected, you know, having an optimistic attitude that, you know, we're not going to hell in a handbasket. There's yeah. so many nice people out there. There are so many people willing to help the connectivity and the joy that brings is something that I feel like we should start to maybe highlight now mm-hmm. as opposed to thinking about the negative and what's wrong. Why are we doing this bad? Why are we doing that wrong? It's like, but what about if we had a mindset that was a very good mindset where we thought about what are we doing right and what can we change to make things better? hundred percent. And I would also say that there is going to be negative things that happen in life and it's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. It's just part of life, but how you deal with it changes the outcome of your, um, well, let's we'll just say, um, Hmm, success. Happiness is success. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like you were saying, it doesn't take money. No, not at all. So, and, yeah. and, and it's for you to define what is success to you? What does it look like? How does it... I used to teach a class at Gonzaga on image and reputation. And the reason why I designed that class for them was because I watch people fall from grace on a daily basis. And so what is it that you need to do? You need to be thoughtful. You need to think about what you're going to do before you do it. You know, and and I think that building your image, building your reputation, helping yourself get ahead of the game, those are all tiny little things that just need to become actions. You know, the, the... Best thing you could do is just start today. Put yeah. it in the forefront of your mind and do it. Start just go. today. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think we're going to uncover a little, I keep saying we're going to uncover stuff <laughs> later and here we are. We're doing it. I love it. Let's do it. So um, what, what inspired you to start PGL in the first place? So. Well, I, I've, I've dabbled, you know, throughout the years. I, I just have always had a million ideas in my mind. I love thinking about things and then just bringing them to light. I used to own a chocolate covered strawberry business. Very, very strawberry. And then I did this brow bar where we were in the mall for a season and we would do brow waxing and threading. I say we, but I did not do it. <laughs> we hired people um, from the finest um, spas in town and they brought people to help. And the whole concept of it was to drive business to the spas. You know, oh, so gotcha. if we could do something really cool and people could have it done, we had a bro brow day where the guys came in and a lot of them would say, my girlfriend or my wife have been, has been telling me to go and trim those brows forever. So I have always dabbled in little tiny things, but this one was so big to me that I really wanted to quit my job to focus on it full time, to let it be what it, I believe it's going to become. Yeah, that's cool. I love it vision for VGL in the future? Like very good life for everybody. I love that. Yeah. So many things. Well, you know, it starts through pickleball. I mean, Mm -hmm. for me, the pivot was, I found this sport that made me happy that I, I would, I always said, I didn't walk home from Balboa. I didn't walk to, I floated. I was floating. I knew something was happening inside of me. I knew it felt different and I wanted to continue to explore it. And so where VGL started with apparel is not where it will end whatsoever. You know, I I see myself doing podcasts, you know, teaching Mm -hmm. people like maybe you just want to learn something new about um, what whatever might be happening right now. Like, let's just say, what does it feel like to be in a freezing cold bath? Well, I heard it could build your resistance. I heard that it could build your immunity. I heard it's really healthy for you. 
let's talk to an expert. You know, yeah. the journalist in me will never die. Yeah. So I'm always going to be curious, but I'd like to bring those curious things and the emerging things that are happening in this world perhaps to a podcast. Why not build pickleball courts in underserved communities? I'm talking oh, right now sure. to the Martin Luther King Center. Like, why can't we all have? That's a very good life when somebody gets something and we all get it too. Yeah. So I, I see it being pickleball courts. I see it being uh, learning a lot more. I, I see it being experiences. I see it being a community gathering, gathering around and saying, hey, come. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Let's be active together. Let's play a game. Let's get out there and, and spread some joy together and, and find it. Yeah. within each other. Fun fact, I'm pretty sh I'm 90% sure that all of our public schools have um, pickleball courts taped out on the tennis courts. I'm not surprised. You don't have to go far to find a tennis court. No. It's only a matter of time and you don't have to go far to find a pickleball court. And the learning curve is so it's small. Awesome. I mean, yeah. you're going to you're going to learn how to play that game by the second time you play it and you're just going to keep getting better and better and better and who doesn't want that? Absolutely. I pulled this little statement off of your Instagram. It says, pickleball is described as a blend of ping pong, badminton, and tennis. <laughs> so there you go. It is cool. Um, so uh, on the heels of that, um, I saw in a comment that you on one of your posts on your Instagram, um, the LA Rams legend Leroy Irvine commented that he was going to be the face of VGL. <laughs> Tell us what's up. Okay, I will. <laughs> Leroy is hilarious. First off, he's a good friend of mine. Okay. And he always says that, you know, I have a friend that owns a winery down in Napa. He's the face of Black Stallion as well. He's the face of VGL. You know, he, he wrote that and, you know, I laugh, you know, anyone that wears VGL is the face of G VGL. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So Leroy's just a, a wonderful person. He's a wonderful human being. He, he's going to be the face because he's going to be repping some of my stuff, which makes me very proud. But whoever reps it, I, I, I will have a smile on my face. Oh, for sure. Well, who wouldn't want to live a very good life? Exactly. And if they don't, shouldn't wear the shirt. <laughs> I'll give them one. Maybe it'll just rub off. <laughs> Well, and uh, that also brings up um, retired sports stars like Tom Brady owning yeah. a, a pro pickleball team. Yeah. Um, with your business, what's your plan for a path to the pros? It's funny that you say Tom Brady because that was what I was trying to describe to Jesse, Josh, and Brayden. What would Tom Brady wear? So mm -hmm. what I didn't find out there when I was looking for pickleball apparel myself was uh, I didn't find anything that didn't have a pickle on it. I didn't find anything that wasn't goofy. You know, there mm -hmm. were lots of things out there, but just nothing that was modern, nothing that was clean, nothing that was soft and cool. I mean, it was like the itchy stuff that you buy for $12. Yeah. And so that's where the apparel line and the idea of having a, an apparel line was I want something because a lot of people say, well, is there certain stuff that you wear for pickleball? Well, it all depends. I mean, if you're playing as a, uh, if you're playing because you're, you're maybe a champ or you're competitively playing, yes, we've got performance wear for you. We've got sweat wicking. We've got uh, SPF, you know, 50 on it. We've got that type. But we also have the really cool court to cocktail hour, oh, yeah. you know, where you can wear a really nice soft shirt that's not going to fall apart on you on its first wash. So it's not cheap as in, it's the, the quality, quality of the product is not cheap at all. Nice. No, I didn't go that route. Nice. And it has no tags in the back, by the way, because tags just bother the heck out of me. So they're tagless. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sure we, we're all going to appreciate it. Well, it, they're itchy, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I always yeah. take the tags off. So we'll call it pickleball casual. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it, it, yeah, there you go. Um, so... 
I don't know, what would you like to tell people who may not know anything about pickleball yet? Well, I would tell you that it doesn't matter if you are young, old, in the middle. It doesn't matter, you know, honestly, if you can play pickleball, if you have any desire to play it whatsoever, it's available for anyone and everyone. If you're a grandpa that wants to play with their grandson or granddaughter, it's a, tonight I'm playing with a 10-year-old who reps Selkirk Sport. She invited me Whoa. on yeah, she invited me on Instagram to come play with her. So I'm playing with a 10-year-old. Um, Pickleball Grace is, is her name on, on Instagram, but she is adorable. And I can't wait because I know one thing. I'm going to be schooled by Grace tonight. She is going to kill me, but I'm going to learn something from it. And I'm going to learn from her. And we're going to laugh. I mean, you, you can't not smile. I said it's the only sport I've ever played competitively where there's still a smile on my face from beginning to end. And it's also very... I don't want to say it is courteous. I mean, people are so hmm. kind and courteous when you go out to the court. You have to get to the middle right away. You introduce yourself. So everyone says their names. But it's always, too, even if the, your opponent scored, like, that was a great serve. Or, wow, that was really nice. So there's a lot of encouragement. I wish a lot of sports would start out with a pickleball-like attitude because I feel like that's the sportsmanship that everybody needs and everybody likes. If you walked off that court feeling bad, gosh, I, I can tell you there's not been one time. Maybe you didn't win the game, but I, I always walk away from the courts feeling like I'm so glad I spent that two hours away from my phone, meeting new people, being around positive people with a lot of energy. Well, there's not a lot of games I win at, but I love, <laughs> I love to have a winning spirit when I'm playing. And uh, I, choose, I choose my battles. I like to pick the ones that I can lose gracefully with. Oh, you have to. I mean, you know, there, there have been times where I might have said something competitively and I'm stopped immediately. It's mm -hmm. almost like they'll tell you, like, no, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't want to. Because when you get pickled, that's when you won 11 to nothing. And, you know, I would say, ah, let's pickle them. And the, my, my, the guy that's with me is like, I don't want to pickle them. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to pickle them either. <laughs> and then it probably didn't end up well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then they came back and beat us. <laughs> well, that's the thing about pickleball. Every time I've played, and I love playing pickleball, actually, it's probably something that I'm going to pursue really hard this year. I mm -hmm. want to get better at it. And it's, it seems like the wiffle ball is really the um, mediator between skills, right? Like True. It, it's, it's not, but there's nothing better than a fast, Whiffle that just <laughs> whistles past your ears. It's, it's I've had sounding. one taken to the chin and Oof. literally left a mark. Oof. That, that was about it. It only happened one time. <laughs> yeah, it'll never happen again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, and that's the the other thing about it. I was going to tell you. I mean, the the um, hand eye coordination. I mean, you work on so many things that you don't typically work on in a day. And as you get a little bit older, you stop working on. But just having that hand-eye coordination and being able to go back and forth and play, you really do feel like, okay, I can feel the stimulation in my, my brain. Mm -hmm. And this is happening right now. So there are a lot of things that are happening inside of you that you don't really recognize while you're playing the game. Yeah, makes sense. Um, the one thing I've been struggling at is serving. Just oh, yeah. Because you have to drop the ball first before you can hit it. No, and, you don't. Huh? <laughs> okay, Jared, this is for you, sir. No, you don't. I, I was just learning because what's so nice is people will tell you, especially if they see that you're eager, come on over here. You got five minutes. You got a couple minutes. I can help you out. So I, I actually learned that you don't have to drop it. You can you can serve it from your hand. So you can, you can like ping pong, you can 
drop the ball yep. and yep. It, it does it still it still has to bounce before it goes over the net it has to go outside of the kitchen you on know, the other so, side yes it can okay. hit the net but it has to go outside of the kitchen okay okay gotcha so it doesn't have to hit your side of the court on the very first serve it, well, it goes, it hits the other side of the court, and then the other side of the court hits it back, and it has to hit drop again, side. and then it's all, it's then fair it's play. Game on. Game yeah, on. <laughs> um, so we talked a little bit about community. We talked a little bit about courts all over the country. Let's, yeah. let's get pickleball going. I remember a day when we had Spike and Dig. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on having a citywide tournament going oh, on? Oh, you know I'm already thinking about that. Awesome. You know that. I Sign mean, me up. Yes. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I mean, a second, you could be sign on this line, please. <laughs> That'll be cool. So you have plans for it. Well, you know, there's nothing off the table. That's what I love so much about this. There, the growth that's going to happen in pickleball is happening all across the country. And I have to say that people are getting that feeling, you know, mm -hmm. that very good life feeling. Like mm -hmm. now I know what this feels like. How could we stop this? And pickleball is a movement. It's happening and it's going to happen here in Spokane. There's no question. For sure. I, I have very good memories of Spike and Dig and I never played volleyball. Yeah. So I'm seeing, uh, we've got family members that are so into it. They're winning medals. I mean, wow. this is cool. And very it's cool. community pickleball, right? Like yeah. they're, they're, friends, neighbors, whatever, make teaming up, let's go. And, um, anyway, it's super cool to see. Um, and for busy people, I mean, the, the courts lit until dark. I have so. several friends. I didn't even know they had pickleball courts until I started playing pickleball and they'd say, come over. I have a pickleball court in their and, backyard, in their backyard. Yeah. And then Josh Hisong with HDG said there are more people putting in pickleball courts now practically than pools. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Pools. So, you know, he's designing a lot of courts for people that choose to play and want to play pickleball over any other sport. Yeah. It's a, it's a family affair. I mean, For you know, sure. when, when you're younger, you can play basketball with your kids. When you get a little bit older, it's hard because your knees tell you you can't play basketball. Your mind says, I want to play, but your knees or your body tells you otherwise. Totally. Um, my friend James Creechy is putting in a um, pickleball court in his backyard over yeah. here in North Spokane. Yeah. And uh, can't wait to come visit. But exactly. It's going to be fun. Oh, I think and, that whoever's building these, I mean, wow, that's going to yeah. be a big market. Yeah. And plus, you can put a, you can put a basketball court up for the guys in the life in your life that don't like to you know it's just <laughs> it is what it is well this is a great example uh, ryan floyd who used to play for gonzaga him and his wife sunday they had a basketball um court or this sport court where the children would come play they play basketball they work on their sport and stuff turned it into pickleball yep. pickleball on broadway it's called oh that's cool mm-hmm yeah, and I know there's a uh, little pickleball, um, I shouldn't say little, but it's a club up on the north side by... Uh, pickleball the, uh, Playground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, cool. I don't know what happened there, but it's not there anymore. But North, mm. north Park has it. I mean, a lot of places are starting to understand that there aren't enough courts for all the people that want to play. Yeah, we, we just had two installed in our neighborhood. In your neighborhood? Yeah. Wow. Um, they ha we had a big commons area, and there was some leftover money in the um, association account, and everybody put it up to vote, and we have two pickleball courts. Wow. We went and played this last weekend for Mother's Day, so it was super fun. That's super fun. You know, and there's, there's people in our families that aren't super athletic, and this is one way to really engage that. And, and it's, it's definitely um, a little more even than ping pong. 
Well, you can get them on your serve. Yeah. I mean, totally. if you don't have the ability to run to the net to get the, you can get them on your the serve. I mean, it's just so interesting how the game is played, but there's a lot of figuring out, you know, who, how strong your opponent is, where where they'll come. If they have double knee braces on, they're not going to be able to run to the front. So you do have to have a strategy to it, but mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it, oh, it plays to the senses too, right? Like you, everybody has a different touch to their talent. And right. Anyway, we ramble, but it's fun. It's pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a couple things that we like to ask on our podcast. What would you tell a future business owner thinking of starting up in the Inland Northwest? Do it. Love it. I would say do it. You have to do it. There's so much potential here in this region. And I think that what you have to do is put a plan together and literally gather the best people around that you know. Ask. I'm open. I'm open to anything and everything that anyone has to say. Just stay open. Don't think you know it all because you could have done this for 10, 15 years in your life and you still don't know it all. There's always something new to learn. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah, the day you feel like your talent has made it to where it should be, you're going to get let down quick. Absolutely. <laughs> Things change. Life changes. What would you encourage a business owner in our community to inspire them to just keep on going? I would say have that person that you can talk to, that you can lean on, that you can call, you know, when you do have uh, frustrations, when you think that you're running on empty, when, you know, have not just one person, you know, if you can have an army of people who are willing to help in any different capacity, you know, I don't even, I've never written a business plan in my life. And now I'm working on one and I'm finding out from my friends and my brother, like, you need this. This is your roadmap. This is important. And in the beginning, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of reluctant to do that because I just didn't have time for it. And now I'm up at 2.30 in the morning creating a business plan because if investors come through, I really want to make sure that I'm prepared. I know I have a vision. Where can we go with this? What will we do? If this doesn't happen, how will we pivot? How do we grow? What does that look like? And so I would say just making sure that you have your business plan in place, making sure that you have ideas, making sure that you're open to listening to new ideas. Because like I said, I didn't want BGL. Um, okay, well, we've let's get personal personal yeah <laughs> all right don't don't sweat it this is easy so what do you love most about spokane oh my gosh everything outside of pickleball well outside of pickleball i love the people of spokane i feel like they're special they're kind they are warm they are trustworthy you know they're not jaded mm -hmm. you know like in some regions you go they, people won't even look you in the eye that people here still have an innocence about them makes everybody feel so much better. It's almost unbelievable. But we do have a little bit of a utopia. Yes, things are happening. You know, I'm not going to lie. I've been doing the news for 25 years here. We're growing, and with that growth comes crime. With that growth comes homelessness. We have to figure that out. We have to figure that out. If we want people to really feel like they belong, what are we going to do to make that happen? So I would say, number one, the people here are phenomenal. Number two, yes, we have four seasons. Okay, we could have a little less winter. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. But the parks, our parks are amazing. Our, our rivers, that you can go anywhere within one hour of your home and be on a, a mountain to snow ski or on a lake to mm -hmm. enjoy the day. There's really so many things that we have here that don't involve a ton of money. Yeah, I know, it's 100%. Mm -hmm. It's very true, and it, and I also feel like 
um, the Four Seasons situation in Spokane isn't for like every region in the country. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm speaking the obvious. It's just we live here, yeah. So it's we're we're so used to it, oh, and yeah. then every every guest we have literally brings this up, and it's it's a uh, very um, it's a fact that we shouldn't just accept and um, take it take for granted but embrace and go out and do that's right it's awesome out there no it is it is and I, I really feel like Spokane is just oh gosh amazing yeah you know the people that are even coming here too I mean why not come here I would mm-hmm. come here you know and then, then they're bringing their talents too True. so we look at our culinary scene it is mm-hmm. so on point I love the fact that you can go to any a different place every single night and have a different variety of food. Whereas I, I don't know that I could have said that 25 years ago. No, you couldn't have said that 10 years ago. Okay. I wasn't going to say that, but well, <laughs> I'm dating myself now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. But it, it, it like, and we're talking about not corporate. We're talking about locally owned food, yeah. foodie, foodie haunts. Yes. Yeah. That's good. So that brings us to where's your favorite place to eat in Spokane? Oh gosh. Well, I have so many. Them. I know, right? <laughs> but if if I were going to go someplace, you and I are going to go to lunch right after this, I would go to Baba. Oh, yeah, Baba. I love it. Adam Hegstead, you're the man. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's done a lot. I mean, he needs major props because Absolutely. he sees a vision here, and he's going for it, and I, I applaud him all the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Just so everybody knows, Adam Hegstead has Baba, Yards Brunchen, and Kendall Yards. They're both in Kendall Yards. Um Gilded Unicorn off of Lincoln and First. Look at you. And then De España um, under Ruby Hotel. And so you think about all those. They're all different. Yeah. You know, one's a brunch spot. One's Mediterranean. Another one's Spanish. I mean, he's bringing the heat. He's bringing the heat. Mm -hmm. And then uh, to carry it a little farther in the Inland Northwest, Post Falls has Republic Kitchen and Tap House. And Coeur d'Alene is Honey Eatery. Oh, yes. And then in Sandpoint is Laughing Dog Brewery. Wow. Wow. I mean, talk about a busy man. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. I know. Come on. (laughs) I know. It's super fun. I've always loved working with him. Maybe he'll want to take a break and play pickleball with us. Yeah, let's do it. Adam. I I think that's a... (laughs) Stephanie's coming for you. That's right. I'm going to be knocking on your door. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Favorite coffee shop? Well, look at what I'm drinking right now. Dutch Bros. Yes. And I Kevin love Kevin Parker's Dutch Bros. How can you not get behind Kevin Parker? Right. I mean, I love the fact that he has such a community love. He he loves Spokane unlike any other and I what I love about him too is that he educates his everyone that works there can go through a program with him. He practically gives them an MBA education through Dutch Bros, which I think is phenomenal, smart, raising better people people that give back to the community like that's a great model to have yeah i've invited him on the podcast and we've communicated through it and i think i dropped the ball on the next email so i'm gonna have i'll to call get, him for you oh uh, no I, I you thank you, you <laughs> i'll call get him, it set up tell him there'll be an email in his inbox here <laughs> soon favorite activity other than pickleball cordelaine or spokane i mean Both? in in cordelaine or spokane oh, your favorite activity other than pickleball oh. <laughs> okay so i love to cycle Oh, cool. Yeah, Yeah, I I do that. I love to boat. Um, So I love to water ski. I love to snow ski. I do hot yoga. I love triathlons. I've done the half Ironman and I'll do another one in October. So there really isn't anything that I won't do. And if I haven't learned it yet, I'd be more than willing to try. Nice. Mm -hmm. We had uh, Craig Brosen on. Uh, He's the president of Hagenon Marine. Yeah. Uh, He was on the last episode. 
um, man, very similar uh, responses and attitude to business, but uh, he's, he's the same way. Just there's so much to do outside, and I think he brought up Iron Man a couple times. If anyone says they're bored, they just need to learn that there's so much out there. And maybe why they're saying that is that they haven't experienced it or no one's brought it to them. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, I've never been known to be active, but I'm active in my work. And so that supplemented everything. But I got into digital marketing. That changed my life a little bit. Not so active anymore, unless you're behind a camera hovering all day at an event. That's right. not very often. Um, we just got into hiking and this is the first time in my life where I'm watching um, Mount Spokane to see if the snow's gone I'm stoked I can't wait to go for a hike and hit top of Mount Kit Carson it's just a fun little hit yeah. and it takes 30 minutes to get there from anywhere in Spokane well okay so you said fun little hit yeah like hit of adrenaline oh yeah like yeah, yeah it, it doesn't take much to get there a good pair of tennis shoes some yeah. some water and you're off it's what's going to make you put down your work yeah and that's very cool and good who brought point. that to you my wife yeah that's cool yeah good for her she she's, she's probably saw that you needed something else oh i would argue she did mm-hmm. i was pretty resistant to being active for some reason i don't know back injury i guess but um yeah, anyway, she's been great. She's kind of the, been the driving force of our family to be active and going forward. And then in recent years, together, we've figured out things that we enjoy to do together. I think we're hitting kayaks hard this year. That's so great. Yeah. I mean, th- that's that's what's going to make everything last. Absolutely. Really, your mind lasts, your body lasts, your outlook on life lasts, your marriage lasts. Mm-hmm. Getting out there and experience, and saying yes. Not, no, I can't, I'm too busy working, I'm too tired, do it anyway. Just because, get it done. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's Good an investment. Her. I need to meet her. We'll make it happen. Okay. <laughs> you really like her. Um, I really love her, so oh. there's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite pickleball court in Spokane? Well, I think right now it would be Comstock Park. Comstock Park yeah. it is. Every month, or I want everyone to know this too, like every day, uh, from 8 a.m. until 10 a.m., we that we play. And so, you know, we could have 24 people out there one morning, or we could have eight people out there. It doesn't even matter. And it doesn't matter what skill set you have. It doesn't matter if you've ever picked up a paddle or not. Just come with a paddle. And court shoes are everything. Court shoes will save you, save your back, save your body. Uh, I played for at least a month and a half without court shoes and every single time I was hurting, but I loved it so much I kept playing until I got court shoes and it changed the game completely. So when you say court shoes, you're not necessarily saying pickleball court shoes, you're saying tennis court, any kind of court. Any kind of court. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so now that you're starting a new business in Spokane, what is the first thing you considered to start off on the right foot? Hmm. Well, finding the right people. You know, making sure that you have a team that uh, understands your vision. If you have any one person that doesn't understand your vision, wants to, and is challenging you and challenging themselves, that's fine. But when you have somebody reluctant, I would not go with that. I would, I would definitely say pick the team that sees your vision, wants to run with it, because um, what I envisioned and ultimately what I got out of it was so much more than I could have ever imagined. So mm-hmm. finding those people that know, too, what they're talking about, you know, the, the pros that have been there, done that, be collective in getting all of your information and 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 really just going for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, 
the best decision I ever made in business is to hire a business coach. And once you have a business coach, it changes your outlook because you have someone on the outside looking in, right? Yeah. But then in, in the networking environment, there's always people that want to help. I get that too. Yeah, it's super there's a cool. lot overwhelming information that could bog you down easily. Yeah. You have to weed that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at a point where I, I go with intention to networking or I go with intention to any kind of um, uh, group environment mm-hmm. that I've been invited to. Do your research. Look around, see what's going on, because you only have time to talk to two or three people in 15 minutes. Exactly. Have a plan. Right. Have a plan. Right. And it's not that you don't want to talk to everybody, but there's a time when that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, well, and I also had to figure out, too, how would I get this money? You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. going to tap into my 401k early. I wasn't going to get into my retirement or savings. I really wanted to be able to do this on as little money as possible, come out with a soft launch so then we could take all the profit. Don't don't use any of that money to live off of. Just keep turning the profit into more custom makes, more mm-hmm. designs that people would like, figuring out what they like and what they don't like. And one of the things I have to say is that my two sons believed in me so much that they helped me and we went in thirds on this business. Sweet. So it's neat that it's a family affair and that they, they said, mom, you've given to us, you've believed in us all of our lives. And this is our way of saying we believe in you. That's super cool. VGL to the heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right down to the blood. That's awesome. Um, what's the funnest aspect of your new venture so far? I feel like we've covered a lot of this, but is there anything that just strikes you right out right on that question? Collaborating. Awesome. I mean, collaborating is everything. Talking to, sharing meals with my new, you know, business partners, friends, you know, I mean, they're, they're just so much good about these guys that I feel like I, I struck gold and I thank Josh Hissong. I think if we hadn't had that relationship of building my house together, he wouldn't have known me the way that he does now. And Mm -hmm. when he aligned me with the right people, it was magic. That's super cool. And (laughs) it's funny you say that I'm a literal broken record in everything we do for marketing for our, for our clients and in life Mm -hmm. collaborations, everything it is. And And you learn, you learn as you go, but you learn more when you go with others. The bandwidth has just like, absolutely is amazing. Um, any advice from your experience you would give a current or future business owner in our region? Um, the advice I would give you is, you know, be bold, be courageous, take some risks. You know, you don't have to be like everybody else and you don't have to be cookie cutter. You know, if that's what people love is be different, you know, and and be willing, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, definitely one of the things that I am always stressed to the students I had at Gonzaga was get back. Get back to people. Be present. But when when somebody responds, get back right away. You know, have those great qualities about you that some people don't have. Mm-hmm. They'll wait forever to answer your email or your text message or your phone call. That's not good. No. I mean, that doesn't leave a good impression. Le- always leave a good impression. Always want to be willing to listen, to learn, to get feedback. And then don't ever stop saying thank you. Don't ever stop mm-hmm. being grateful for what you've been given. And somebody gives you that five minutes of their time. You know, that's worth money. Yeah. A lot of people are very, very busy in this day and age. So if you grab somebody's attention, don't forget to thank them. So I would say that all the things that I was teaching my students and my kids while they were growing up is exactly what I'm saying to myself right now. Are there any books you've read that have helped you in, in your career? 
career as a journalist or in your current ventures that you would recommend to inspire people? I do. I do. Um, Tom Simpson is a friend of mine and we went and had lunch and I think I was throwing around a couple ideas to him on something different other than BGL, but he had told me about this book called From Strength to Strength. And um, it's that kind of book that you want to almost sleep with and underline, you know, I mean, you want to Mm -hmm. dog ear it and you just want to hold it because it it says so much about from going from one phase of your life into the other, from going from strength of being a television news anchor or journalist all these years, right? That's what I've known for 28 years of my life. And now I'm transitioning into this other one. And so that's essentially what from strength to strength is. Even if you're retiring, like how do you settle down? How do you calm down? How do you become a better grandparent? How do you become a traveler when you haven't traveled because all you did was work all your life? So it's just from going from one thing that you were really strong at into another thing that could be completely different, but also gives you strength as well. Tom Simpson's going to be on the show here soon. Oh, he is? Yeah. Yeah. He, now, he's a wealth of information. Oh, yeah. So much knowledge. And he's just always, same thing, being on the cutting edge, wanting to learn from the younger generations. I have nothing but praise for Tom Simpson. Yeah. And just if uh, you brought up the younger generation, it, I have to say, the people that just graduated college, mm-hmm. is pro- I would argue, is going to be the smartest generation that's ever walked the face of the earth. They're already dealing with things that you know you and I did not have to deal with. I, I would say for you and I, it might have been 9-11. Mm-hmm. It was the, the most catastrophic thing that we could have gone through. Mm-hmm. And they have gone through a lot, and they, their parents have gone through a lot. So they've lived through these generations of watching you know, yeah. things collapse, collapse. You know, some, Sometimes I call some of them like 9-11 babies because mm-hmm. we stuck them in front of the television to watch the TV and images, we had no idea. It was like people smoking. They thought it was cool until they realized it was it harmful, right? And mm-hmm. so this generation probably is the mightiest because they have experienced more things in their lives. If they can build the resilience up, they're going to rule the world. Um, any other books that you'd recommend? Um, there was one. I, I'm, I'm kind of always late to the game. You know, I never, because I've been working so much, I never watched series. I, I've never watched Seinfeld, never watched, you know, a lot sure. of these things that people, so I, I read Untamed was the last book that I had read. Um, and that was really cool. It was just about a woman, like find your strength, find your power. Don't be afraid to be authentic and be genuine and, and be truly who you are in this world. So I like that one. I know it's really probably a few years old and a lot of people have read it already, but I would say Untamed was the last book. And now I just can't read books because I don't have time yet. I know. I know. I'm the same way. I, I'm uh, booked. To, I listen to audio audible. And I have not. I think I'd fall asleep. Well, I fall asleep reading a book. Well, I, you know what? Shh, I do too. <laughs> I keep it's, going over it. That's why I underline a dog ear. <laughs> I know. I don't even get that far. Anyway, I'm really being transparent here, but I do keep <laughs> the books in my library I have that I've read and I like. And if somebody inspired me to read it, I get their signature in it, whatever. What's your favorite? Um, currently, my favorite is Oversubscribed. Oh. It's a book. Of, and actually, I'll uh, get you a um, link to it after the show. But um, it's all about um, building products um, and services that people will line up at the door to get. Yeah. Oversubscribed yeah. in anyone's business is oh, I'd love a to read it. book. Yeah. It'll work great for me. I was going to say it's, yeah. it's perfect timing. Yeah. And I mean, it, when it comes to like doing, um, merch drops and things like that, mm-hmm. perfect. It's a good I mean, book. I'm so excited. Yeah. It, it's going to be fun. That yeah. one was a hard read. I'll be honest, but all books for me are hard read. But when I got mm-hmm. audible uh-huh. 
and then I'd hear something, I'd go back to that page in oh. the book and highlight it, and I've referenced that wow. one more so than the other. So the audible book. and the book? Yes. That's that's worthy of a read for sure. So like, there, and if for me, I can hear the chapter I want to go review. Mm-hmm. But if I read the whole book, I feel like I just wasted seven hours of my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. And on Audible, fun fact, I don't, you don't know this yet because you haven't used Audible, but you can um, slow it down so they don't talk so fast. I always oh. go to 2.0, two times faster. Oh, so you can get through it faster? You just move through it. And if there's something interesting that I missed, I can either go back 10 seconds mm-hmm. or I can slow it down to 1.5. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, anyway. I'll give it a shot. That's coming right from an ADD guy. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for being a part of our show. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having it. me. I really feel like we kind of went off the rails from business and talked pickleball, but I think pickleball is going to be business. Oh, pickleball <laughs> is business. I, I know I have competitors out there, but hopefully they'll be more on the car uh, on the court than they will in apparel. That's awesome. <laughs> well, to our listeners, thank you for making it this far into our show. Appreciate you listening to the end. Um, I just want to make sure that anyone that listens to our show takes an opportunity to recommend interviews or ask questions that we can answer. We know all the people that we can find to answer your deep burning questions about business. You just send an email to podcast at btsnw.com. And if you're interested in sharing your story, please visit our website and let us know or reach out to us at podcast at btsnw.com. Find us on all the social medias and we'll see you on the next show.